Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? Thank you for hitting on the button. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate, as ever, the support of Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, sponsors of the podcast. They are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Jason Briggs and his team housed in the picturesque, beautiful, quaint courtyard in Montpellier in Cheltenham in the west of England. But above and beyond that, through that company, Serene AV can source you whatever suits your home entertainment system, your vision, your budget. They'll source the big screens, etc., the audio equipment, whatever matches uh, your particular situation. So worth contacting them. B&O underscore Cheltenham on social media. Just Google Bang Nolofson of Cheltenham. You get a number for Jason and his team. Thank you also to Cytoplan for their ongoing association with the podcast food-based supplement company housed again in the west of England in the very beautiful village of Hanley Swan but beyond that they are the purveyors of food-based supplements which my father Dr Mark Draper who is a general practitioner doctor in the UK but also a micronutritionist lecturer over many years and has advised on the supplementation at Cytoplan we've taken their supplements for 20 plus years as a family paying for them, albeit at a discounted rate, spend quite a lot of money actually on uh, on supplementation, but I believe it's worth it. Um, but you can get a, a discounted rate at checkout at cytoplan.co.uk, which is C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, cyto being, I believe, ancient Greek for cell um, as a kind of way of a, a tangent. But if you go to the checkout, the discount code is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R, Draper10R at checkout, 30% off your first purchase, 10% thereafter with that code. Right on to the podcast. This is uh, the wonderful Luke, nicknamed Reg Varney. During his uh, playing days, he played from non-league to the Premier League with Blackpool and kind of back down again. But he's now retired as a personal trainer, working mainly with members of the public. He had a job at Birth and Albion Football Club, working with professional footballers, but now as uh, working primarily with children and, and up to the ages of, of 60s, I believe, in terms of his fledgling personal training business. Effervescent, infectious character, very knowledgeable as well around fitness, kind of served him well, such a longevity in his career and general lack of injuries as well. And we talk about injuries here because I'm trying to work my way back to playing five-a-side after a meniscus tear in my right knee, which I'm oper- having operated on in May. And he's given me some tips in the future about how to get back to, to playing five-a-side, albeit with my ragtag bunch of amateurs. Um, but a wonderful guy. Great to catch up with once more, the one and only Luke Varney. Luke Varney, welcome back to the podcast. We just got cut off before, but I was saying how resplendent you look in your uh, your personalised personal training stash looks awesome yeah took me a while to to figure out which way i was going to go with regards to the logo but really happy with it now um started taking orders i can plug it now actually while i'm on this can't yeah, so, yeah, uh, do it. Do it. yeah so uh i've had a couple of orders sean long's took one obviously cheltenham player so you'll see him walking around cheltenham hopefully in his 
Um, and like I said, I'm doing a few kids sessions now, so we're going to get some T-shirts printed up for them as well. So yeah, it's all going well. Brilliant. That's that's good to know. So Sean Long, the Cheltenham right back, he's he likes wearing Luke Varney kit, does he? So he's yeah, I think. He turns up to the games in it, so I don't think the gaffer, Michael, does very happy. But uh, yeah, you should get your name on the uh, on the Cheltenham shirt somehow. That'd be uh, be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that might be a good idea. Actually, I might try and sponsor them. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. But so, where where can people get that before we move on? Where where do they get the the Luke Varney stuff? Just at the minute, it's just a DM order. Obviously, to me personally, I'm not set up that I'm not that far advanced in it. But we everything's sort of gaining pace now. I'm building my client base up. Um, like I said, I'm doing some conditioning group sessions I've got sort of 18 kids on a Monday and 10 on a Wednesday so it's really good that I'm sort of giving a bit back really share my knowledge I feel not not so much football orientated but the fitness side of it which I've always been interested in um and they're all buying into it and it's been brilliant because the feedback from the parents whichever sport they're involved in is coming back sort of week by week there's there's even sort of lads that are sort of and girls that are not quite in the greatest of shape when they come there's one lad that got man of the match on on Sunday that his parents come up to me and said he's never been anywhere near it. So I'm delighted to to see the progress they're all making. Oh, it's brilliant, mate. Brilliant to hear as well. We'll get onto that in a second as well because I'm going to ask you some tips about, as I work my way back to my rubbish standard right. five-a-side football after my <laughs> arthroscopy knee surgery next next month on my meniscus. Um, but okay. we should mention we mentioned Cheltenham there. Safe in League One. How well have they done this season? Incredible, really. When you think about in regards no disrespect the size of the club the budget involved uh i've been back a couple of times in in recent months um and it was just just to see nothing's changed which is amazing really they've gone up a league they're still playing the same style of football same demand that that michael puts on the, the team and the lads the leadership group that we had obviously me and toes have moved on but it's still there which is mm. which is brilliant because not so much me, but Toes was a big part of that. Obviously, we, as, as Skipper as well, when players like that moved on, people worried a little bit, but it, it, you can just see they've all took on, Will Boyles took, took the mantle on and done, done a great job and they've all bought into that same ethos. A lot of new players coming in, a lot of young players as well. So they're really excited about that. And uh, like I said, it just feels like they've, they've carried on with that progress, which is brilliant. Yeah, I think I think Will Boyle is nearly their most prolific ever defender or something in the in the football league. He gets a few goals, doesn't he, these days, as well as being a leader. Yeah. He texted me the other day, actually, he's just gone past my total. So I'm gutted. I just said to him it took me the, the third of game, so don't give it too much. <laughs> there you go, yeah. And he's always to be fair, he's always in the opposition's box as well, it seems. He's got that kind of that Chris oh, as a uh... Sheffield United. He's he's bombing forward as that third centre half. He's uh he's he just heads it out of both boxes. He's um He's a massive presence in, like I just said, both boxes. But if you actually see his goal at the weekend at Fleetwood, had a lovely little touch and slapped it in the back stick. So he's uh, he's doing really well. And it looks like he might move on. Obviously, there's not a contract agreed there. And he, he deserves it. He's done brilliant for the club. And and we wish him all the best, which, which, whichever way he goes from here. Yeah, it'd be interesting to speak to Will, actually. Because I know in the past, he's he's bought his first property in Cheltenham and stuff. So that's always yeah. the other side of life as a a League One, Two footballer is like what you do with the, the housing and stuff like that because it's a, it's a different challenge as you get a little bit more mature, isn't it? Yeah, I remember speaking to him about it. He didn't know which way to go, but having a property in Cheltenham's never going to be a bad thing. No. And I said to him, wherever he, wherever he goes from now on, it will definitely be a great investment for him and him and his girlfriend. So, yeah, he, he's made a great decision with that and, and let's see what happens. Who knows if he might turn around and end up staying. I've, I've not spoken to him personally too much about it. I know that he's just trying to 
do his best for the club. And then obviously that'll that'll work in both ways in favour of, of Will and the club. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season. How good of I mean, just what an achievement is it by Michael Duff as well. And I know it's not over yet. They could yet get the, the record points total. I think they're gonna probably achieve that record position, I think seventeenth in League One. It seems Possible. I think is it Duff spent like five thousand pounds or something this year, or because he's very generous at the weekend. He was saying, you know, it's all about the players, but he's the guy that's assembled this group, isn't he? Which I guess his ability to read human beings is is pretty key to this whole whole story. Yeah, that's that's when people ask me about managers. That's a, a strength of his. Um, not he is. You can class it as man management, but putting that, like we said, that leadership group together, and he knows how people work and. He leaves a lot of responsibility within the squad and that makes you feel good. That makes you feel like you want to give him that as much as you can back. So he's done a great job. Um, I went down for the Gold Cup and obviously went in and seen the lads before on Friday. And he was he was moaning about the budget, next year's budget, as you can imagine, which all managers do. Um, but he'll do the same again. I'm sure he will and, and he'll keep on making progress. And like I say, to just see that the same style, the same sort of energy they all just looked like they were together which is brilliant to see especially going up a league because they went into a league with some big teams in it yeah. you think the Sunderlands and it's it's a, it was going to be a tough outfit and I, I personally I didn't see them doing as well as they've done but fair play to them obviously Alfie May's done fantastic and a lot of players have stepped up to the fore this year and it's, it's been brilliant to see yeah, beat Portsmouth the weekend for the first time ever. A team we remember being in the Premier League, winning the FA Cup, which I know is a relatively long time ago, 14 years, but still a, a significant unit. And it's it's interesting because I texted Michael to say, well done. He was like, oh, you know, maybe get a beer at some point. But it's, it's hard to wonder, like you said, with that budget next season, where the break is for these guys. Because they go away for a while. Yeah, it, it's going to be a short short break again. Oh, no, no, I don't stand crackers at Postman, I think. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be a short break. Um He'll get them turned around though, and with with Michael and the, the fitness coaches, they'll get them they'll get them fit and ready to go because there'll be no let off from his part. Um, I'm sure. I've said previously, I thought that it wouldn't be far off till Michael sort of gets another chance elsewhere, but didn't seem like it. He's still sort of concentrating on the project. Um, I think he loves living in the area. Obviously, he's what his wife's down this way as well. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what this future brings. I'm sure he'll go on to to progress through the football leagues. Um, I've had a cheeky couple of quid on him being the next Burnley manager whenever that might be but I can just see it happening <laughs> yeah. it's a general progression and uh, yeah I'm sure he'll, he'll go on to progress because he's, he's, a, he's a top manager be a different style wouldn't it than, than Sean Dyche maybe I don't know it depends on the level you're meeting it maybe you can't play expansive football in the Prem with, with Burnley if they stay in the, in the Prem um, what, what, what odds did you get on that by the way? I can't, I'm not telling you because uh, the sword <laughs> will be gutted <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, uh, but what was it like for you going back to the change to the dressing room, the training grounds? Was it did you get pangs of nostalgia or did you feel comfortable yeah. not being a player anymore? No, they've been brilliant with me, to be honest. I even sometimes they tell me to come in the dressing room, which I'm a little bit. I'd rather stay out of the way. It's, I've sort of been there and done it now, but I enjoy that sort of sit around the physio beds. I know still a lot of the lads, which was was really nice. They, they took me upstairs. And it's nice to have them connections at clubs. I was only there a couple of years, but I got some really great messages when they won the league about my impact and sort of helping the club sort of start that progression. So that was that was brilliant. And uh, that's why I love going back. I must admit, I've, I always feel welcome. My kids, actually, obviously, that's why I wanted to play another couple of years because they wanted to watch me. And that is still their favourite club because they love yeah. going back there. They've not seen any... Well, they did actually see... We went back to Sheffield Wednesday last week. We got invited back there and they played Cheltenham. So, 
Oh, wow. They see that and, and their eyes open to it. But Cheltenham's still the favourite club. But I spoke to a lot of the um, a lot of the board in the in the in the, up in the stands, and I said this is the dream. Looking at Hillsborough, and they were like, this would be quite nice. You know what I mean? So I said the the footprint at Woodham Road's a little bit smaller, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep progressing and see what might happen. Yeah, there's a few houses around Wadden Road that might need moving if you're yeah, going to you might, might need to knock them down, yeah, so we'll see. That underscores how, how well Cheltenham have done, actually, in that division, when you mentioned actually, Goliaths like Sheffield Wednesday being, being there as, as well. So let's talk, let's talk about the fitness stuff. How's it going? Is it mainly, is it, you, said, you mentioned fitness stuff for kids. Is it football-specific fitness, or is it just kind of sort of, I guess, what anaerobic conditioning mainly, shuttles, that kind of stuff? Definitely. I think I've used, um, I use a lot of sleds, resistance ropes, um, obviously, because then when they go to do their sports at the weekend, they've, they've lost that resistance and they feel quick. Um, I did start out thinking about the football side of it. Um, so I've got two, two different branches. I've got PT and performance. So the PT is where I do it individually at home. I've converted mm. my garage in lockdown. Uh, I've got near, probably up 15 to 20 clients now, which is keeping me busy here. And then I've got a couple of group sessions as well. I've got 18 kids on a Monday, 10 on a Wednesday, and I take a couple of football clubs locally as well. Um, but yeah, the feedback I'm getting off parents has been brilliant about all of their, they're progressing through their, their Saturday teams and Sunday teams, football. We've got some girls getting on board, which is brilliant. Um, to be honest, the girls are better than the boys. We've got two girls that are fantastic little footballers and, and even with the fitness work, they're, they're doing great. So, and my girls get involved as well. So, I've seen something the other day about parents being the best teachers. So that's what I'm trying to do, sort of show them that that's what, that's what I was doing at their age to, to yeah. get to where I got to. So, yeah, that little bit of giving back, I suppose, a bit of my knowledge. I work with some great fitness coaches and uh, sports conditioning coaches. So we're trying to take the little bits and bobs, the best ones out of all of them and uh, put a bit back across. It's funny you say that about girls because quite often they seem to walk earlier, don't they? Than, than when they're sort of one or two, and then they also seem to be able to listen and talk a bit better. So they often, they're often yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I use I use them most of the time for my demos because they're better than most of the lads because uh, the lads are too busy talking to the friends. So yeah, no, they're they're, they're both they're both brilliant, and uh, I'm hoping to get a few more more to be honest. Oh, good man, good man. And with with things like when you when you're coaching kids, I don't know what the consensus is now on weight training and stuff like that. Do you know when? kids are advised to start doing that if it's still like 15 16 or before that yeah obviously you've got you've got to be careful they're still growing and their mm. their plates you've got to not overload them too much that's why i sort of with the sleds we only put a little bit marginal weight on it the resistance ropes they can go as hard as they want with it as quick as they mm. want to go um i have actually got a few few children that do the pt in the garage as well and it's it's sort of more reps less weight which is better for yeah. them um until they get to probably 16, even probably past that, you still don't want to be loading the plate too early. So, yeah, and as well, you sort of see their progress as they grow in and as they feel comfortable, depending on sport as well. Obviously, football, you don't really want to be lifting too much, getting too sore. So, mm. it's um, conditioning. That's what I'm trying to, to put yeah, across. So like endure, anaerobic to, endurance strength rather than kind of maximum definitely. strength. Yeah. Definitely. Obviously, Depending on the, the adults that I get, there's some of them now coming into the, the holiday season, they want to lift some weights, which is quite interesting because I can think about this time in my career, we'd be all in the gym. The managers would be looking across thinking, what's going on here? We've got a game Saturday and we're doing bench press and, and press-ups and stuff. But it's weird because it, it's just related to, to the general public. We all do the same. So, what, What's it been like working with the general public? Because you've, you've been obviously in a professional athlete set up for a while. I know you came from, from non-league, but the motivational levels, the sort of... 
ability to adhere to a plan to stay consistent how how's that been have you have you found that challenge yeah when i come it's funny you say that when i went down to cheltenham a lot of them were saying to me they they want to work with elite athletes which you can understand um i said i did i did it for six months at burton which was great must admit um but you don't see the progress quite the same that's what i'm enjoying yeah. seeing someone going from zero to, to 100 and the, the build up I'm probably two months down now with most of my clients, seeing a massive, we've, we've got one lad that's lost nearly three stone. So it, it's fantastic wow. going from one end of the spectrum to the other. And uh, yeah, I think it was actually Sean Long said to me, I don't know how you do it working with the general public, I want to just work with elites, but I just said to him, it's so rewarding. And um, I'm, I'm working with, the, so that my youngest client, I had a six-year-old the other day in my sports wow. conditioning, going up to someone that's nearly 55, 60-odd so. It's a massive range and I'm learning on the job constantly. But yeah, it's so rewarding seeing each individual progress. That's a six-year-old and a 55-year-old in the same group. You're doing sort of trying to... No, 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 sorry, no. No, the six-year-old in the, in the, no I was going to say that would be tough, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just a massive age range, massive ability range as well. So it's tough because obviously within planning, you've got to make sure you've got it right for each individual age group and, and ability level. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge. Yeah, the impact you're making there, you say three stone weight loss for, for that one client, but also what impact you're making on their, their sort of happiness levels, their kind of well-being, that must be powerful. Because I guess, with again, with an athlete, they're already kind of there and they're in a high-pressurised situation, whereas these people may have been maybe unaware of being quite down because of their, their condition. Yeah, I think it's coming to the to football now, mental health a lot. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've always been quite a positive person, never really been affected by it. I know it's it's affecting a lot of people out there. Um, and it was hard, not hard for me to understand, but I've not never really been through it. But I've had more comments about how people are feeling, more to do with how they're looking. It, it's amazing how, when they're feeling good about themselves, how they've committed to the gym sessions. We've got people that come in two, three times a week now, yeah. and the, the messages, the feedback I've been receiving about the mental health, and I've just tried to say to them all, I don't class it as a with me. I don't class it as a workout. It's more of a lifestyle, and if you can get into to knowing. Not some, some people, I know a lot of people wake up and oh, I've got to work out today, I've got to work out. But you can get into your mind that it's not a workout, it's, it's how you should be. So no matter, it's small little bits, even I say to them, walking's underrated, uh, your ADLs, your active daily lifestyle, just add a little bit of that through the yeah. week. And they're, they're all progressing, like I say, keep using that word, but it, it's just, <laughs> it's the best word to see them making, making that, that upward phase, so. Yeah, not making it a chore seems key, doesn't it, psychologically? Because it, exactly. it comes a weight over you then if, if, it's, if it's like that. And I, I've, I've, the only time I can probably say I've had it is in pre-season where we get, a, we get a programme we know we've got to do, but you've got someone actually writing it out for you. But when you've not got that, that's why I think a lot of people, I, I can't... It's quite expensive to be personal trained, I must admit, But because mm. gym memberships are quite cheap, but it's hard to go to the gym to know what to do, to motivate yourself to do it, so... If I can remember through pre-season, that six to eight weeks with that, I'd wake up thinking, oh my God, I've got to do this run. But it's written out for me. So I've just got to follow a plan, which if I didn't have that, it'd be quite hard. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't know what to do, I wouldn't know which way to go. So yeah, it's um, I'm enjoying the programming. A lot of them, I don't as well. A lot of gym programs, they sort of do a six-week program where they'll just up the weight gradually. Whereas yeah. with me, it's a different session every single session. I'm literally programming daily to keep it fresh. And uh, yeah, they've, they've all rebooked, so I must be doing something right. 
Yeah, you take away that pressure of them having to think as well. What would you think about the the online coaching thing now that you're doing it person to person? Is it more person to person for you? Because I have a conversation with my brothers this morning because one of them's a GP and he was saying, because one brother was complaining about phone consultations and he was saying, oh, actually, as a GP, it's more effective. You can get through many more patients. But we were saying, actually, you kind of want to see someone person to them to like have a conversation, tease out your symptoms, all that kind of stuff. It's a bit more relaxed in that atmosphere. But and I've always thought PTs, you know, if I was ever to work in that area, I'd want to work with people face to face. Yeah, like I said, that's the that's the bit, the rewarding side of it, seeing them go out. And most clients have a couple of days in between sessions. So if I say on Tuesday, they'll come in Thursday a little bit sore, you can adapt it. A little bit difficult, more difficult online. Mm. Um, they're doing, they're making a lot of money, these online PPs, yeah. I must admit. And um, I don't know, further down the line, if there's something I could put together, I'd probably rather do it more so that, if a client couldn't make it, they could use a session. But uh, I've actually had a few people that have asked me from from down south if I do them an online session. So it may, it may be something I might progress into, but at the minute I'm enjoying sort of the hands-on approach and uh, we'll see how we progress with that. Yeah, like sell a programme for £5 to, you know, hundreds of people, I guess it works. Yeah, well, that, that, that's how... how there's, there's, I've seen a lot of it. It's, again, though, but people are saying fed up of doing back-to-back sessions um constantly posting content but I'm not yet I don't feel like that I'm still enjoying where I'm at uh mixing up with the group sessions and the I actually do an adult session at eight till nine so I did it last night so we had 20 and the, and it's a real good atmosphere there's a big cheer and a clap after we did um a 20 minute core block to finish really tough yeah so the cheer and the clap weren't so loud last night as they got up but uh yeah I'm gonna text them all today I've got a a relationship with more as well. I'm texting them constantly. When I did my uh, my tutoring, I was told to keep that relationship. Text them, see how they're feeling. They love yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? They feel included in what you're doing. And I suppose you can't really do that as such online. So, Yeah, yeah. I think that personal thing, because a lot of people know how to do a press-up or even a bench press. I've been to a gym before. Yeah. It's, it's having that person to keep them accountable, keep them motivated. Definitely. It's a difference, really, isn't it? Then, yeah, and I think as well, the, my... My selling point was my tutor told me this is obviously because I've done what I've done. Pete, I've lived and breathed the life. Um, I do think a lot of them come to me because of what I've done. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the the people on my course haven't quite built built up the the client base yet. So I've got to keep doing that now. I've got to keep them sessions fresh. That initial hit of people wanting to work with me, I thought will that die off. But like I said, summer's coming now, so everyone's hoping to uh, <laughs> to get that summer body ready. So hopefully, and then it will come to Christmas again. So. I'm hoping it can uh, it's sustainable and we'll, we'll keep growing. And do you think do you think there's a legacy as well for the people jumping on board because of the pandemic? The people kind of sick of being sedentary over that period and, and now wanting to get out there and get fit. Definitely, I think I hit it at the right time. Obviously, starting in January, uh, Christmas, COVID as well. Um, and who knows what might happen in the future with COVID? It it could come again. No, I don't yeah. want to say. I think it's still it's still here, but it's a sort of mild. Yeah, version. well, yeah. It, 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 we we could be locked in again, and then obviously oh. I, I could take it. I could take it outside. So yeah, it's I'm now now. Well, like I say, I'm two months down with most of them. I'm starting to go off site a little bit. Even taking them to there's one lad that wants to go out on a bike with me for an hour. So oh. it, it's crazy that he wouldn't do that on his own. But I can take him, sort of motivate him. Uh, as it as it sort of gets lighter now, a bit warmer, I'm going to start taking them sort of a few running classes as well. So the the world's my oyster, shall we say? And I'm looking forward to it. 
How's your body holding up? Are you doing all the sessions with them or are you kind of observing? What, how do you work? Because apparently online, one of the difficult things with video uh, coaching is often got a friend called James Golden as a personal trainer said you had to do it basically all the hit oh. classes with them. So it's like he is doing four or four hit classes a day, which was exhausting. Yeah, I, I, I pick my clients. I must admit, some of them I do it with that they enjoy. Every, I've done it. I've done one with every, every client. So they've seen that I can do it with them. Um, I'm still doing a lot of biking at the minute, so I've got to be careful with the, the weights. I don't want to put too much weight on. Um, I've just finished my 100-mile charity ride. I've got I've got one in the Lake District, actually, on May the 8th, which is 120 miles, which is apparently the, hot, the hardest sport teeth in the UK. So I'm trying to keep the weight off and uh, slim down a little bit. So, yeah, the clients, are, I'm sort of over, overviewing at the minute for the next four weeks, and then I'll get back on it. What do you think now? Because uh, I think you're a little bit younger than me, but I'm 40, and I've got this... Uh... This, this knee injury, and actually when I was, not the, the acute meniscus necessary, but the guy was showing me my knee scan overall, Mr. Gozel, who's in, uh, in Cheltenham, yeah, yeah. has dealt with Cheltenham footballers before and stuff like that. And he he was saying that, actually, look at this, look at your, um, even your, your ACL is looking a bit frayed, your, you know, your kneecap is looking not, and he's saying that don't run on concrete, whatever you do. But that's always <sighs> been my go-to cardiovascular because it's so easy. I know, so, three, I know. four times a week, 25-minute jog out the door you're back in half an hour you know have a shower and you're, you're good to go but the problem is it obviously I'm, I'm worrying about now 15 20 years down the line is that what you think cycling's a key i think maybe for me might be swimming actually get get into that more yeah i think i've not rode around since i finished playing football must admit um yeah. not that my knees are sore now but again that is i had a, a meniscus repair was in november before my last season and, and I, I still know it's there so i just don't want to load it i must admit the running is brilliant for that because obviously, like you say, it's half hour. You've got to do a couple of hours on a bike to get the same sort of effect. Mm. Um, but I just tend to go off road. If any of my clients are going to run, I say to them, try and get there's a couple of good parks around us. And the, the, the difference between road running and off road is, is massive. Just the, the pounding, constant pounding through your knees. So, yeah, I try and stop them from road running as much as I can. But I, I know once you're doing your sport, like I'm hooked on the cycling at the minute. And if someone told me I've got to stop my hobby and stop doing that, then it'd, it'd upset me. So you can't stop them to a certain extent. You can advise them. But yeah, the, the meniscus is a, you'll be fine. The swimming will be great. Obviously, getting back for that is mm. it's a great way to build yourself back up um, and just be careful in them initial first couple of weeks. Obviously, once the saline is really squelchy at the start. And I remember I got back sort of quickly. It's, it's not a, a major operation. I think four to six weeks you'll be, you'll be back sort yeah. of doing what you used to doing. But as as regards to the road running, I'd probably leave that for a little bit longer. Did you did you walk in and out on the day for the, the keyhole surgery? Was that yeah, absolutely amazing. I can't believe it. I I had mine done at Nuffield in Cheltenham, and literally I get, they gave me the crutches, but I didn't need to use them. It was just really squelchy. It's a it's a crazy feeling, but yeah, literally walked in, and walked out, and like I say, within four the next day, I've actually got a video of me doing um, double leg squats, really slow, and you can just start the the. The science involved now you used to be casted for all the operations, not allowed to move it, lost all your muscle mass. So, yeah, you, you're in great hands with, with, with the surgeon you've chosen. I've spoken to him quite a few times, so you, you'll be back on your feet in no time. That's good to hear because they send you all the documentation, which I guess the insurance start to panic about all the, the staphylococcal infections you can get and stuff. Oh, I was yeah. thinking. But that's good I to think know. They, have to, they, have to, they have to tell you all that, don't they? Yeah. Just to clear their, their side. But um, yeah, you're absolutely fine. <laughs> We're dousing antibacterial wash in the build-up to it, all this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Think, after, after reading that, I'm a bit of a bit of a hypochondriac at the best times. But that is, yeah. that is good to know. And, and, and I know you've got, to, you've got to shoot shortly, so we'll um, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. But I wanted to quickly, your tips on, 
football specific stuff because what I realized is I haven't done shuttles or anything for ages and we had the lockdown and then I went played five aside had the wrong footwear ended up twisting my in goal at the end of a game which I'd really enjoyed and it did my ankle as well at the same time the ankle's all right but obviously I need this knee surgery now which has dragged on for months but it's um I just wonder what, what do you think the, is it is it just getting out on grass and doing twisting and turning before you play football that's the key yeah we we do a lot of I've got a lot of running sessions that, to be fair like I said I picked up certain um fitness coaches along the way we always start with a lot of straight line stuff, obviously building that pace up. Then we'll add a lot of lateral movements in, sort of S1s. And with the S1s, it's sort of a bigger bigger space to start with. And then start, as you get more comfortable, tighten the space up, get a bit quicker. Um, as well, I've talked about the resistance ropes. We use them a lot. Which they're brilliant, to be fair. Put three cones out. We do mm. a forward lateral. And you can still do the S1s with that. But as you run forward, it's pulling you back as well. So using your core as well. So there's so much, so much stuff out there. I, I'll actually send you a little program once you get once you get this operation done. If you want, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, mate, love to. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Be yeah, because I, I, I've had this dilemma, and I think you probably don't. You've played enough football probably to be fairly content. You wouldn't be enjoy playing with a bunch of uh, meatheads down the, uh, the, 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 you know, kind of on the uh, the Sunday or whatever. But actually. For me, I've been dilemma because it's been like, do I play anymore or not? But I think I just love the mental health aspect of five-a-side indoors so much that it's, it, it, I kind of want to keep playing while I can. But I want to make sure I'm back because I've speaking to people since I had this injury. My brother's done his Achilles tendon. He's going to be out for six months playing football for the first time in ages, five-a-side. Another mate's done the meniscus in both knees playing for the first time in ages. And actually, he realised that we all had a bit of a layoff there. It was a bit of a problem for, for those of us getting on. Yeah, I I did my Achilles as well. That's a, that's a tough one. Bless him, I feel sorry for him. But he'll get back with that as well. Amazing, actually. My calf never come back fully, but I still jumped off my left leg. So it'll just build his sleigh up a lot stronger. Um, like we said previously, if, to, to give up that hobby, something you love, um, to, the football, I must admit, I've stopped now. I did, I did play with the lads down the five side. Loved it. Yeah. Again, just for my mental health. But since I found the cycling, and started doing the charity ride. Didn't really want to get injured once I've took some donations in. So um, people ask me about like regrets to miss the football. The only reason I say no is because I feel like I sort of dragged everything I could out of it. I literally, I wouldn't say I didn't have low, I didn't have a lot of ability. I think people say I'm undercutting myself there, but I didn't. But I worked, worked hard every day, and uh, yeah, I've no regrets on the football side. So I feel like that's that chapter's behind me now, and I'm. I'm looking forward to delving into the sports and, and the conditioning side. Mate, I think your ability was was there for all to see, given that I think pretty much every young boy in the UK wants to be a footballer. The fact you're playing the Premier League puts you in the top 0.000 yeah. or whatever. So you can't you can't complain about that. Um, but Reg, brilliant to have you on. I know we're going to try and catch up more regularly as well. It'd be great to have your, your insight and your journey in the, in the PT world on, on the podcast. Because something I'd like to do is get... Um, familiar voices on and, and to learn from um, but also quickly before you go how can we how can we follow you in the next the next few weeks keeping keeping touch yeah so obviously I've got an Instagram page Luke Varney PT um, I, start, I post a lot of sessions on there as well so if there's anything I've had a lot of people sort of not nicking the sessions but using it which is fine I'm I'm, I'm up for that and I've actually said to the, the people that I do PT they book blocks of 10 if they want to do 10 and it gives them that to carry on the cells, I'm, I'm more than happy with that because I can get new clients in. So, yeah, Luke Varney PT on, on Instagram uh, and Facebook as well. I'm more than happy for anyone to DM and, and speak about sessions and stuff. And like we say, it might get me into that online uh, online way of, way of thinking. So, yeah, yeah that will be uh, – and, and we'll speak, like I say, we can do something monthly and uh, we can get in touch through this as well, can't we? 
be brilliant, mate. You're brilliant. Yeah, as well. And um, yeah, well, send me a picture of you and your new kit as well, because I'll put that up to pub- promote Definitely. so people can see how, how wonderful it is, the, uh, the tracksuit. Perfect. Reg, appreciate your time. Go well and speak to you soon. Take care. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I look forward to speaking to Luke Varney more often, kind of the idea I've had on the podcast, effervescent character, appreciate his time, because I know a client was was arriving imminently there. Um, but I think just kind of for myself to have that familiarity, to work on themes with people, develop ideas, kind of enjoy socialising with them. Hopefully for a listener, it'll be fun as well. But let me know what you think about that idea, but also about the podcast generally. If you enjoy it, please rate it on iTunes write a review, whatever platform you're listening on. I think 20% of the people listening to this podcast listen on platforms other than Apple or Spotify. So that's interesting. So wherever you are, please please uh, promote it. If you enjoy it, give some feedback. Constructive, always appreciated. Um, abuse, I'm not sure what I can do with, but uh, can, can take that sometimes uh, it's not always your cup of tea. Nothing in life is. Um but uh, yeah, thank you for, for being here and pass it on to a friend's always powerful as well. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. B&O underscore Cheltenham on social media. Check out Bang Olufsen Cheltenham online. Get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team for a bespoke home entertainment solution. And thank you to Cytoplan for their association with the podcast. If you're looking to optimize your immunity, maybe want to try their food-based supplements, there is a discount code associated with the podcast, 30% off up front, 10% thereafter on future purchases. And if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, the discount code at checkout is Draper10R. And it's pretty much a discount that we have as a family. We still pay for our supplements, but it's Draper10R, my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it and have a great week.